0: Hello and welcome to Unsheet with your hosts, Kyle Gold and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. there will be cake and blowjobs.
1: All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome to um, She's Live Number One. Number One or Number Zero. <laughs> or number if Zero, we call whatever. It. Um, we're just kind of playing around with this technology and we're going to see if we can do a quickie, like. Started at half hour. We'll see how things go from there. Um, I'm I'm Kyle Gold. I'm the fox on the right of your screen. And
0: I am uh, Kame Harasaki, the otter with the glass of wine.
1: <laughs> and uh, we can see all you guys chatting there. Um, we made fraud as so, law. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to do what we usually do. We're going to introduce our you know what we've been doing lately, and then um, and then we're going to take some questions off the chat, and we will talk about them for a bit. We need to go get some food in about half hour, so that's our uh, time limit. But until then, thank you all for showing up. Uh, it sounds like we have uh, what did uh, what did you say, Cam?
0: Uh, we've got wow. How many people do we have now? We're up to we're up to yeah we're up to 29 people who
1: aren't us. Wow. It's pretty awesome. Um, the uh, the chat is very amusing, so we're going to try to not get distracted by it. But uh, we'll
0: also, see. not not everyone in California has or smokes weed. I just want the, the chat room to know. <laughs> I I promise the only illicit—it's not even an illicit substance; just a controlled
1: substance in the form of wine. Um. So anyway. It has been a while since we've been chatting at people, and um, what have you been up to, Mr. Otter, Otterson? Wow. Let's see. I don't,
0: should I tell them what project I've started, or would that just be mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it would be mean-sterical.
0: So I've started uh, writing the sequel to Summerhill, and at the rate I tend to work, you can look forward to that around 2017. <laughs>
1: Um, we got, we got an ooh reaction from, uh, from yes.
0: Long time fan and reader, Shikal yes. Draconis.
1: Uh, so that's cool. We're all very excited about that, of course.
0: Um, oh, you'll be a grandma muzzle by then. Yeah. Then you can join the
1: club. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're, and not to push on the subject, but uh the current status of Summerhill is that it is sort of in review. Uh, yeah. You're not actually working on it right now. It's sort of no. it's it's being reviewed. So we'll we will wait we don't have any further news, but when we do you guys will have it of course. Um what have I been working on? I have A been, lot. Yeah. <laughs> um well, most of, most of you guys who follow the Twitter feed know that I've been working on the next Out of Position book. And apparently also the one after that. The, <laughs> yes, this box looks much too awake and perky to actually be me. Um, <clears throat> and Out of Position 3 has a title. I'm not going to reveal it yet, but maybe if we keep doing these live Live streamy things uh it will end up being revealed on one of these, which would be kind of cool the so yeah, so what happened was I wrote like I started writing the next book, and then it got to hundred fifty thousand words, which I thought was too long for a book, and then it got to two hundred thousand words, and then it got to two hundred and fifty thousand words um and I had like a, little, a tumor, yeah, so. <laughs> The good news is that I can pretty much get two books out of it because there's a good dividing point in the middle, or at least I sort of forced there to be one. And I'm currently no, about... He's, he's not
0: full of words. He's squeezing the words out of himself, if you couldn't tell.
1: I am. <laughs> not long enough. When was the last time you heard that on a furry ch- chat? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, so, yeah. So the first book was when I when I sort of ripped it out of the manuscript, was 120-some thousand. It's now 130 uh, because I've been adding bits here and there to it. And I've also been taking characters out. I've taken two characters out because they only had minor roles and it wasn't that important, and it was better to put a more central character in those roles and make the conflicts more focused. I was going to say, when
0: I take a character out of a story, it usually means they get a bullet
1: to the head. (laughs) Only if they're a raccoon.
0: (laughs) Only if they're a raccoon, yeah. Sorry, Geraldine. I know you're in there.
1: Don't uh, take offense. Jarellin's a fox. He's supposed to be a fox.
0: Uh, I think Jarellin's been a raccoon long enough to have the raccoon statute of limitations passed.
1: And there's a fox under there somewhere. Yeah, only if he's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but don't. Um... <laughs> so. So yeah the. The third book. I'm hoping to get a draft done this week to send out to people like my good otter friend here and the talented artist Blotch, who is hopefully going to illustrate it. And then... I'm so sad that I missed Blotch due to the
0: crisscross of me being out of town when Blotch was in town.
1: Yeah, they came came by... Actually, they came by only briefly. They were literally on their way through somewhere to go observe the eclipse from... Somewhere north, northwards of here.
0: Why isn't the fox ever on top? Have you ever read any of my stories? I have foxes on top all the time.
1: He does, it's true. So anyway, so what I'm planning to do, I have a few other things that I need to get done during June, and among which are my cupcake for later on in the year, and stories for con books for all the cons that I'm going to be at in October, which you guys should totally come to, because I will be a guest of honor at Galaxicon. We're going to try to take it over with furries. Normally, their attendance is around two to 300, and um, we think we can probably double that if we wanted to. If
0: it's just furries, yeah.
1: Um, well, I
0: mean, case in point, I thought we were going to have like six people in the live stream tonight, and yeah. we've, we're at 34 now.
1: Nice. Um,
0: Wait, is Fuzzwolf <clears throat> actually in there, in there?
1: I don't see him talking. <laughs> is he an invisible Fuzzwolf?
0: Invisible Fuzzwolf. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay.
1: You have to tell me because I can only sort of half read the chat when right. I'm
0: apparently, apparently, it's Tyrion wearing Fuzzwolf skin. Ah. Yeah. I think I read a
1: story like that once. <laughs> Sorry. Lifting jokes out of my own books that you haven't read yet. No, Mom, so, I'm not Mark. I'm just wearing a skin. <laughs> It puts the skin on its lotion. No. <laughs> so so yeah, but my plan is once I get the third out of position book sorted and in, in shape and, and ready to go, I'm gonna try to dive right into editing the fourth one so that there's not a long wait. Um that does not mean that it won't be sort of sitting ready in uh Blotch's studio, because you know they have many priorities that are higher than illustrating my books or you know waiting at Sofa wolf because they've got a whole schedule of stuff, and we need to fit it in but um but it's entirely possible that uh we might have the fourth book out in twenty fourteen is that right Am I I'm gonna say right?
0: i'll I'll be happy with summer with that
1: <laughs> so Anyway, we'll see. I will keep you guys posted on that. And what else have I been doing? Lots of short stories. Oh, I was talking about the conventions. See, I got distracted by the chat. Tiran. Oh. Yeah,
0: it's all Tiran's fault.
1: The other con that I'm going to be a guest of honor at in October is OklaCon, which is an outdoor camping con I'm very excited to go to, actually, because I've quite enjoyed the ones at Farrell and the people at OklaCon tell me that Farrell was their big inspiration for starting an outdoor con. Uh, it's a little different from Feral. It takes place in a state park, and they use state park facilities. And it seems it's a little less... Campy?
0: Like, it's a little less Wait, campy. Wait, that's, that's not the right adjective. In
1: probably both senses of the word. Yeah. Um, Wait, man. <laughs> what I was told about OklaCon is that it's it's a lot of fun, but it's it's a little more chill. And Feral is kind of chill, but there's all sorts of like full camp activities going on. And yeah. There's always something happening. And OklaCon seems like it's a little more... Relaxing for one thing, I think it's four days instead of three. Um, so quick, quick,
0: quick! Rule of order: Do do spidoxes count as bugs?
1: Did the human fly count as a bug? No, it counted as horrifying. <laughs> okay, I would say I'm going to say no, <laughs> as a voice is
0: claiming he's not a bug, and I guess voice is mostly mammal. He's two thirds mammal at least.
1: Spiders aren't bugs.
0: They're bugs. They're not insects, but they're still bugs.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of go along with that. So anyway, that's that's what we've been doing. I kind of intended that to take about 10 minutes, and we're at about 10 minutes. So, right. perfect. Yay me.
0: Oh, yeah, other things. Uh, just about two weeks ago, I posted another new short story. It's online for free. Woo-hoo. You can go read it if you have it. It's on... Uh, for affinity and so furry, and there are links to it in my live journal. You can go find it. You should go do that. People are saying it was awesome. Either that or they're talking about voice again.
1: Um, <laughs> I, and, and I also posted a uh, a short story, which was not quite as awesome, but yeah, I and yeah, I, did I mark am I am, I am K M
0: Hirosaki on everything. <laughs> All right. We're not smutty. I don't think any of us have ever been smutty. We, like, we write about sex. I don't think our sex stories are smutty. That's actually like a... a I take umbrage with the label smutty. I mean, my sex story is to really... I tell you something hits. about
1: that when we're off the chat. Oh, good. Um, I love those. Those are my favorite conversations with you. <laughs> so, there, does anybody have a question that they would like us to answer? Hopefully about yeah, writing. The but, first cool question we get. Yeah.
0: Sake of Argument's not smut. Sake of Argument is a psychological deconstruction of what kind of person would have to be in what kind of mood to blow a whole room full of his friends. That was the entire point of that
1: story. <laughs> I don't think anything, any of our stories are damn straight, actually.
0: <laughs> Gerilyn can't say he's slutty. It's like Gerilyn can't enjoy his sandwich. <laughs> What's a Spidox? A Spidox is what happens when a uh, Canadian wolfskider gets bitten by a radioactive
1: fox. Have you guys ever thought of using Kickstarter for your projects? We had heard about... um, Alien, I see your question too. We'll get to it. Um, We've actually... We've actually known, we must have known about Kickstarter for like a year now, more than a year, because I know we were thinking about using it for the Devon Lee video, and we still might. Um, Before Amanda Palmer made it uber famous, um, you know, we had known about it. The problem, well, first of all, um, Kazu Kazu Kibuishi, who is uh, Bolt City on Twitter, um, is trying to publish a book of his via Kickstarter, and he's gotten a lot of support, which is justified because he's an awesome artist and, and a good, really good writer. Um, his series Amulet is really good. The book he's trying to publish is Daisy Cutter, which the first book of it was published by a press, but now nobody wants to publish it. So he is trying to publish it himself. Um, that entails, that is not just for him a matter of raising a bunch of money and then throwing money and coming pages at people and you know presto you have a book yeah it's almost like reverse selling a book because he's printing enough books basically to send to all the people who funded the project and then maybe some left over to sell but yeah chances are most of the people that were really interested in the book like his core audience have already donated and will already have bought the book right and he had actually a journal post talking about how much LiveJournal was a business, or not LiveJournal, Kickstarter was a business, mm-hmm. and entailed him actually going into the business of publishing. It's not just a, a sort of solution to to the books. Um, where we would use it, I think, is if we wanted to finish the Devin Lee video, but I think the amount that we had estimated we would need to do that went kind of beyond... Um, what we thought we could raise with Kickstarter, and also then we would need to find rewards for certain levels of donation. Um, so we kind of we kind of had scrapped that in terms of publishing books and stuff. Mostly, yeah.
0: we um, don't really self-publish a lot of stuff, so it's not really relevant to us.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got Sofa Wolf, we've got Fur Planet, we've got other options. Um, the the whole idea behind Kickstarter would be if you had a project that publishers for some reason did not want to publish, but you thought you could reach a strong audience with right. and Fur Planet and Sofa Wolf know the two of us and know that we've got a strong audience and a yeah. strong following. So
0: as evidenced by the fact that there's like five times, ten times as many people in this room right now than I thought there would be. Yeah. We're,
1: we're up to forty now. We're not we're not likely to need to do that. If we wanted to do something kind of like weird and out there and just like, Hey, this is going to cost like five grand and you know, no publisher is going to put it up because it's a little risky or something. I don't know. (laughs) Tieran's like, yeah,
0: like I'm going to turn on your books. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, see, there you go. Say thank you, Tieran. (laughs) Thank you, Tieran. Everybody, everybody find, yeah, they, um, they pulled the video or, I mean, we might've pulled the video, but they, uh, blocked it due to content because we didn't have explicit permission to use the song that we used, so we haven't put it back up yet. Um, we need to either find a different place to host it or we need to put it up on YouTube without the music and say, you know, start playing this song at the beep right? and sync it with the video. Um, Aliens' questions was, do you ever write poetry?
0: Very rarely, but yeah. I do.
1: It's yeah, out there. You can here.
0: find it. It's wow. not very good. I'm not really a poet.
1: No, nor am I. When I write poetry, it tends to be doggerel. <laughs>
0: because it's about dogs. No, not. I wrote a poem about weasels. And not sex weasel either, but just like an ode to weasels.
1: Yeah, what happened to the Church of the Sex Weasel?
0: You know, life happened, and that's why that hadn't gotten off the ground yet. But, uh, dude, the first Church of Sex Weasel does need to be a thing. That's one of my uh, things I want to do.
1: Any other good questions?
0: Uh, somebody asked about using furries to represent human archetypes. I think we've talked about that a lot on the show already. Actually, yeah, yeah, we do it. It's a thing. Yeah,
1: and they you play can, against you can the go for type
0: and against type. Yep, you can do either or. Um, when, do, when you guys are feeling negative emotions, how does that affect your writing? Uh, go back and read my very earliest stories that are online, and you can find out the answer for that yourself. <laughs> that was what I like to call Kaim Hirasaki' miserable breakup experience theater. Although the story about the one guy who was dating the guy who was dealing drugs and then killed himself was not online anymore. So yeah. that was the really big, like, I just got out of an abusive relationship, so I'm going to write a story about an abusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, by, and I should say, by abusive, I mean emotionally abusive, not physically abusive. There was no way that this person could have physically, like, beat me up. I was,
1: like, twice his size. Yeah, you you still can. I'm not going to go into that. But um, when I'm when I'm feeling negative emotions, it's it really just kind of manifests as it being a little more difficult to concentrate on the writing. Uh, I can kind of lose myself Mm -hmm. in it, but also um, I need to, if I'm, if I'm, the problem is when I, when I'm sort of in a negative space, I don't sleep as well. I don't eat as well. And then that all contributes to me not being as efficient when I'm writing. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually I'm pretty good at kind of leaving the, you know, getting into the story where I, what I need to do, but, um, often, sometimes too, I'll just, I'll write the bare minimum to make myself feel okay with myself about that day and then say, screw it, I'm going to go do something else.
0: So Jay says, he has a question, he says he's a good technical writer, he's like published technical papers and dissertations, but when he tries to write fictions, you know, he can't, The the creative process doesn't work from he can't formulate characters he can't write dialogue to match his ideas i mean i'm gonna my, the first thing that comes to my mind is that oh no kids bringing me more wine oh it's markham nice oh god we're being oh we have stalkers within the, our own house wow
1: Or in our own bunker. uh, Yeah, the outer room of the mountain bunker is is streaming our our (laughs) podcast on our big TV, which is very amusing to me. And so Kit's like, oh,
0: God, KM's out of Y. Let me go fix that. (laughs) Uh, But sorry. So, Jay, I was answering your question. Uh, Technical writing and fiction writing are two separate skills, kind of like how writing fiction and writing poetry are also different skills. Um, If you're a technical writer and you've had technical writing published, that's good. That means that your syntax and your grammar and all that is probably okay. And you don't need to
1: worry about that. I, I will say that I've read some technical writing. I mean, grammar and syntax tend not to be the number one thing that no. people look for in publishing technical writing. It tends to be more, can you express your ideas clearly? Um, and you know, if your grammar and syntax isn't perfect, but the, the idea is clear, then that's usually fine. Um,
0: Somebody's uh, Jay Walker but, responds with, read, read, read.
1: Yeah, I I was just going to say that, actually. I was going to be like... uh, And have patience. I'm listening to an Elmore Leonard book right now. And I would say, if you like that kind of um, thriller, gangster genre, um, pick him up, because he is all about dialogue. He's all about character. And it might actually help to listen to some of his stuff as an audiobook, because if you get a good narrator... Um, like uh, what's his name, Frank Mueller. Mm -hmm. Um, He does all the characters and you can hear the difference in the voices, but it's, eh, I'm actually, I would say it's probably better. I'm going to go back on that. Um, I'm going to say it's probably better to read the writing and and see how the characters come through in the words without the cheat of the guy actually doing different voices for them. But I mean, Elmore Leonard is all dialogue, all character um, and little bits of description. Um, but yeah, read a lot, get out of your technical writing space. Um,
0: yeah. Cause I mean, for those of you who don't know, I translate and edit for a living and it's not the same as just writing. I mean, yes, I'm writing words and sometimes I'm even writing dialogue, but it's not quite the same thing. You want to be in a different mindset. Yeah. I didn't mean to step on your toes there. Sorry. No, no, no. Just, it felt relevant to put in that. Like I know how that goes.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I think that'd be my advice. Um, what else do you have?
0: Uh, let's see. What are some other questions that people have?
1: Uh, Stephen Fry actually narrated the British version of the Harry Potter books, which I would love to get my paws on, but have not. They're expensive. I'm, yeah, I've not heard of them. Pratt.
0: Terry Pratchett. Terry good for dialogue, but he's good for precious and very stylized dialogue. dialogue. I would not use him as an example
1: for normal fiction writing. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm not, I can't say too much about Pratchett. Uh, I know Tyrion is a fan of his and Tyrion may have something pra- to add about that. Pra- Pratchett is great for
0: narrative voice. For having an idiosyncratic and very consistent narrative voice. The tone of the storytelling is one of the things that Pratchett does really well.
1: Yeah, the problem with Pratchett and Hitchhikers is that they are very uniquely funny and many people have tried to imitate them and don't just don't have that spark or don't have that gift. And you may end up trying to be too much like them without being able to um without being able to imitate it um who else is good with dialogue
0: who else is good with uh hmm that's a good question I mean, I'm trying to it's think David, think
1: of, David Mitchell for voice, of course. David Mitchell's yeah, great with voice. Fallback.
0: And, I mean, well, because he's good at the voice, he is, by extension, good with dialogue, especially because he tends to have characters that come from different backgrounds all interacting together, and so you get to see the differences between them.
1: Um, okay, and interesting, one that I haven't read in many years, and I'm told it doesn't hold up particularly well plot wise but um, David Edding's Belgariad, the first yeah. series. Um, I remember the characters being very distinct vivid, yeah. in that and vivid and I would say if you're if you're into like fantasy that's something that's almost diametrically opposite from technical writing because there's no technical stuff in that at all but the characters really pop.
0: And if after you're done with the Bulgarian you want to read it again you can read the Malorian <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that with love
1: Yes um, Oh PG Wodehouse Wodehouse, yeah, is, Wodehouse awesome. is good
0: also idiosyncratic, but also quite good,
1: yeah, and you should read Wodehouse and Terry Pratchett and Douglas yeah. Adams just to experience
0: wo Wodehouse is great for tone,
1: yeah, yeah, um, my favorite Wodehouse moment was um bursting out laughing in the middle of one of his books at a twist that he reveals at the end of a chapter, and Kit came over and said, "Oh, what's funny because I would be he's used to me." telling him funny things when I'm reading books and I started trying to tell him like oh well this and I realized I would have to basically explain the entire first half of the book in order to understand why that end of that chapter was hysterically funny. It's
0: like a joke in Arrested Development where it's like well a season and a half ago there was this yes (laughs) and now it's funny (laughs) Mr. F. (laughs) Well, remember back when like, we would make Arrested Development comments instead of 30 Rock comments?
1: Yeah, we haven't had too much 30 Rock comments either.
0: Not lately um, we haven't.
1: Oh, we have to get you to start watching Around the World in 80 Plates. Oh God, that sounds like a totally me thing. <laughs> it's so funny, it's a bunch of chefs and they're all bitchy. And at least one of them is gay. And one <laughs> of least. them acts super gay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really entertaining um also food
0: also food game of thrones game of thrones is actually if you want to talk about um character and uh dialogue the game of thrones tv series is really good for that the writers do a really good job of giving the characters uh very distinct speaking styles and personality um that is just a great show i have I mean, don't don't say too much because I don't think Kyle is up on his Game of Thrones. I
1: am not up on the books because yeah. I was told not to read them until they were all done, and I'm not up on the show because we don't get HBO and are lazy. Yeah. And yes, I've seen the oatmeal ad, the oatmeal comic about it, and we don't torrent stuff because I find it sort of morally difficult oh. to be opposed to yeah. people pirating my books and then also yeah. engaged in torrent and... T- Tyrion, shows,
0: this so. is actually an interesting comment for us. Tyrion in Fuzz's clothing says that uh, Game of Thrones is good at the uh, the sex position, which uh, I think is actually valid because a lot of what's going on in the storyline involves either who is sleeping with who or who is begotten of who, and uh, it's not gratuitous that way. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I mean, just you know, when you see people. I because mean, you have, like, nobility and, like, family bloodlines and all this. And so when you have people boinking who either should or shouldn't be, it's a major deal in a political situation like that.
1: Um, so we had a, a question from Mythic Fox, which I think will be about the last one, um, who says, I'm trying to encourage a friend to write more. Any suggestions on how to help with that? Um, Gee, Kyle. This is, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is something that I could... Potentially make a second career out of. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So there's a lot of things that you can do, dependent on, dependent on the person and the personality. Um, any of the following things may or may not work. Um, I've one one friend of mine is a has been a friend of mine for like um, 25 years, 26 years now, and has been really supporter of my efforts to write and recently had been saying that he wanted to start writing but he couldn't figure out the motivation and since we talk on the phone pretty much once a week anyway I -hmm. said we'll tell you what I'm going to call you once a week and you know we'll have our time to talk but I'm also going to ask you what you've been writing that week so every I'm going to point out there are apparently
0: people in the chat room who have been alive not as long as you two have been friends (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of aware of that. At least I didn't say we were friends for 17 years. Somebody says,
0: "Don't make me, don't make us feel old." I think you're too late for that by several years in both of our cases. Yeah. Case in point: On Wednesday, I woke up and had hurt myself in my sleep, as Jake <laughs> Johansson has but,
1: pointed out. And it took yes. me about four days for my leg to feel better after that. Um. So, uh. If they're, if they're open to it, if they, if they really want to write more and it's just a matter of, well, I don't have motivation for it, um, then giving them sort of a, a schedule and accountability to you is one way that you can do that. Because some people will respond to that. Some people say, okay, I need to finish this, a little piece of this once a week because I've got to call Mythicbox and tell them what I was writing. Or I have to email Mythicbox and tell them what I was writing. I think call works better because it's more immediate and you can sort of put off emails and such. Um, uh another thing that you can do is uh encourage them uh, encourage him to read more um we saw yeah. we, uh I was pointed to and then have since passed around this video by John Cleese on creativity where he talks about one of the requisite elements of creativity being that you have to get into the creative mode and i think that if someone wants to write more and is just not finding that they're in the right mood for it, um, part of the problem can be that you spend like all your life occupied with routine life things and business stuff and whatnot, and then you sit down at the end of the day and try it, and you're like, okay, I have a half hour to write, and you spend the first 20 minutes of that half hour going, uh, do I need to get cat food? Um, okay, did I arrange that dinner tomorrow? Oh, do I have to buy anything for that dinner tomorrow? Oh, did I get that work thing done? No, I did get it done. Do I have to send an email? And you never get into the writing mode. Um, So one of the things, you know, by setting aside time to read, reading kind of frees you from that business world without the pressure of, I have to produce something. Right. And I've found that when I am really reading and deep into a story, I get ideas for other things that I'm working on, um, which which is really cool. And... I guess the last thing I would say is try to help them with a schedule. I mean, that seems to be one of the big things. Yeah,
0: scheduling is really important. Making sure that you have time to write.
1: And don't just, you know, if you can't get into the groove of writing in half an hour, don't just set aside half an hour. Set aside an hour. Um, I
0: I, I know I need more than a half hour to write. If I only have a half hour, I'm only I'll get like maybe seven minutes of writing done, just because I know how my brain works.
1: And some of my some of my friends, when they were doing nanorimo, would get together and have like a a three hour session. But what they would do is they would write for forty five minutes and then take a fifteen minute break and chat, have coffee, whatever, and then write for fifteen minutes and then, or write for forty five minutes and take a fifteen minute break. So there's all kinds of things out there that you can do, but um, I think what you can do to help him write more is be the be receptive to the things that he's writing, like read them and discuss them with him and comment on them and make him enthusiastic to do more. Um, that that would be my suggestion.
0: And I said read Stephen King's On Writing, which I think is yes. advice we've given many times.
1: That is a great book.
0: It is a great book. I think there's like two copies of it in my
1: house. Um. So we are at seven thirty, and I'm delighted by all the people there. But I'm also hungry, and I think we need to go. Yes. Go to dinner. But I think the response was good. Is uh, let me ask people: Is this a good time for you guys to show up? Like, if we started around, uh, it was seven o'clock our time, but maybe six thirty. Yeah,
0: we could do six thirty if we. If I we did six thirty, then today we today was meet. a freak instance because it was Memorial Day.
1: Yeah. Um
0: wow, we got a resounding yes.
1: Cool. Uh wow, nobody said no yet. Well, I'm I'm guessing that since everybody in the chat room made it here at 7, that's probably a good time for Also, to is, it, see. is it
0: is it is it fun listening to us live as opposed to like on a podcast? I was supposed to hear people
1: say people are <laughs>
0: It is. Yay.
1: I I like the fact that they can talk with each other during the the podcast as well. That's cool. I'm I'm actually really happy
0: that so many people showed up. I didn't think that there were going to be this many people. Yeah. Plus, I get to see exactly how much wine I drink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it'll be recorded for posterity.
0: Oh, is it being recorded, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool.
1: Um, I think Livestream automatically records, and then you can save it, and then we can rebroadcast it. Oh, awesome.
0: Can we convert it to podcast?
1: Mm, I will look into that. Okay. I mean, I'm just curious, because I don't want to... I'm sure people out there will have sort of technical advice for us, but
0: yeah, I think... I think... <laughs> one, of our, one of our listeners is, well, I'm in the UK, and it's currently 3.30 right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, maybe what we'll do is we'll do a, a show at some other uh, time.
0: The wine that you gave to Kyle in New York City, I believe we drank that on a podcast.
1: I think we did.
0: I think the kid opened that up a couple months ago. Yeah. I don't know if that episode's aired yet or <laughs> No no, it must have, because I think we only have two in the can right now.
1: Yeah, I'm, there's I'm there's further confusion and then sure the episode the afterwards. Is. Yeah. If only someone were watching who could come in here and tell us what the status of the episodes is right now.
0: <laughs> uh Cliver, I didn't think that no one would come. I just didn't think anywhere near this many people would come. Oh somebody had been camping out here for four hours. Wow. Wow. <laughs> like I wasn't even in the bunker at that point. And then waiting okay. for a cat to walk in a camera view. There's actually not any pets in the bunker.
1: No, nope, they're they not allowed No, we keep them out. We just have otter and fox plushies. Just otter ah. and fox. Um, okay, well, we will, we will post what episodes are, are waiting still, and we'll figure it out. But
0: Yeah, I know a couple of people asked, is the podcast still a thing? And I answered in text, but yes, the podcast is still a thing, I
1: promise. Yes, it is. And we're we're trying to figure out a way. Obviously, it's like the Phantom Menace, but not
0: disappointing.
1: This is ah, <laughs> um, this is sort of a more informal way for us to kind of keep keep ourselves out there, and we're, uh, we're going to try.
0: Pointed out that we need a white wolf plushie, but he said in the background. But the, the white wolf plushie isn't the white wolf. Wouldn't be on. he would be on, so camera, wouldn't be on yeah. camera. Yeah, he's behind the scenes.
1: He is. He is. Um, Plus, We do we do think, have one, but
0: you actually have a white wolf plushie.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. And I know that one's a fox, but we no, we do have one. We actually have a couple. That one looks—he's technically gray, but it's very light gray, so he looks white. You mm-hmm. can't see him from where you are. No, I can't. Um,
0: we okay, have, we have raccoons. We have maybe. What we, maybe what
1: we'll do is we'll put him in the video, like for the first ten seconds, and then he'll yeah. disappear. <laughs>
0: disappear.
1: So he'll go, go bring wine <laughs> for next time. For next time. All right. Well, thank all you guys for showing up um We really really appreciate it we're delighted that we still have so many people interested in the podcast and we'll uh this this time actually works really well for us so yeah no. we may at least every every two weeks roughly and, biweekly we'll yeah say. roughly biweekly and we may in deference to our like European and international listeners we may try to do a uh, Saturday morning or something where it's not oh,
0: that be fun where it's yeah. not
1: like crazy late where they are so. Okay, oh, no. Kind of plushy connoisseur cast. <laughs> that sounds like a
0: totally different kind of podcast that I'm not sure I would be qualified to be on.
1: I, I, I don't think I am either. But uh, anyway, uh, I am Kyle Gold. I am Glass
0: and a Half of Wine, Cam Hirosaki.
1: And uh, thank you all and, and keep writing.